Well, Happy New Year's Eve, and uh, don't be uh, crazy on New Year's Eve. Um, a matter of fact, I'm, I'm getting up there in my age. My mom still won't let me go out on New Year's Eve. Uh, it's pretty sad, but that's what this Sunday is. It's the last Sunday of the Christian year. Next Sunday, as we begin Advent, is a new Christian calendar. It's the beginning of the Christian year. And so it's right that we're moving towards Advent talking about kingship and what real kings do for their people and for their sheep. But it's also right that we're ending the liturgical year, the Christian calendar, talking about kingship because in the very end of all things is the reign of Christ. Today is Christ the King Sunday. And what we want to see on these pages is what do we see about his kingship, but then also to look at our own lives and say, Lord, where is it for me that I need to yield myself? Where is it with me that you need to come and to rule? So if you have your study notes there, this is more of a study than a sermon. I apologize for that this morning, but we're going to do some background work with Ezekiel. What is it we know about this prophet? We definitely need to look at his situation. Uh, definitely a leader among men as people are coming to him. You see that uh, asking things, try, asking and, and, and seeking his counsel throughout the book. And again, he was one of those who was carried away. We believe in a 22-year ministry that Ezekiel has uh, conducted again outside of Palestine. Those who were carried away there by the Kabar River who had set up houses far from home. Outside ministering to those in a foreign land, to those in exile, surrounded by all kinds of pagan idolatry and perverse practices, uh, oppressed, I'm sure in some sense embarrassed, uh, exiled from the land given to him not just by his fathers, but by God himself, two decades plus, and then here is this word that is given. And it's a good word for them, and it's a good word for us. And it's, it's really a phrase. You're going to find all throughout this section of Ezekiel, but especially here in this chapter that we're in this morning. I will. If you just took the time to count how many times you bump into that phrase, I will. They're in desperate need. They're in exile. Many of the leadership is, and, and God is saying to them, you do something about this? No. What we're finding throughout this passage is a picture, really, of the heart of God. I will. Look at verse 11. I myself will search for my sheep. Shepherds did not do that. Kings did not do that. Shepherds might have for real sheep, but in terms of kings with people, you come to me. But here's this picture of a king and a shepherd who will say to his people, I'm going to come to where you are and I will seek you out, and I will bring you to myself. It's really a wonderful picture of the heart of God, and not just of God's heart, but also of his provision, dropping down to 13. I will bring them to their own land. Y'all, we don't fully get this when we talk about land. I know we have some idea. I've told you before, I was born in Mississippi, but then uh, I was taken into exile to a far and distant pagan country of Pennsylvania. Um, where, where they had all kinds of wild and crazy pagan relics where men would 
dress and snuggy spandex wrestling tights and people worshiped hockey pucks. It was, it's a very different culture. I love my time in Pennsylvania, but very different culture, right? We have no clue, right? I mean, that's, that's still our people, right? To be taken to a foreign place where they're doing all kinds of wild things, to be taken out of a land gifted to them by God, we just don't have a clue to be in a place that you would never call home. And then God says to you, guess what? I'm going to take you home. What a word. Not only will I seek you out, but in verse 13, I'm going to give you back the land. And then this other verse, which is so foundational to all of Methodism, I will feed you as well. A lot of us don't know what it is to be hungry. Some of us maybe. Maybe some of our older adults remember times when food was, was scarce and times were tight. And God's saying to those who are, I wonder what their provisions were there. Um, there's going to be abundance. And I myself will feed you. Skipping down to verse 15. And I will make them lie down, meaning I will give you rest. Can't imagine being sent away and just the constant wondering what's next. When will they come for me? What will they do to me? When will we? Just that constant anxiety and unrest, and God says, I will make you lie down. And not only that, verse 16, I'm a God of justice. I will destroy the fat and the strong. There is going to come a time of justice, and we can, we can trust God with those things. But then this verse 16, I will bind up the broken and strengthen what was sick. I'm not just coming to take care of business. I'm coming to take care of you. That's the kind of God that Ezekiel is reminding the people about. Now, how is this going to happen? Again, it's not about us. What I will do, as important as it is to, re to respond to God's kingship, it comes from God first. Verse 23, I will. Here's this other I will. I will establish one shepherd over them. He will feed them, my servant David. Now, David could do a whole lot of stuff. A warrior, a poet, a musician, a political king, all kinds of things. But again, he's been gone for hundreds of years. How does this verse make sense? How is it David could do this? Again, it comes back to that phrase. It's God who will. We see three different times where David is brought up in the Old Testament prophets where he speaks here of what David will be leading. And then in Hosea 3, 5 says, Afterward, the children of Israel shall return and seek the Lord their God and David their king, and they shall fear the Lord and his goodness in those latter days. And then Jeremiah 39, But they shall serve the Lord their God and David their king, whom I will raise up for them. How is it they heard this? This David who is to come, who will feed, who will protect, who will care for, who will also bring justice. And it's this promise that we're reminded in Scripture that it is God who will come. But listen, David's only mentioned three times in the prophets. It's this reminder again that, that yes, the son of David, Christ, will take up his place and reign over his people. But you know the word that keeps coming up in the prophets almost more than any other? It's heart. It's heart. 
And that's what the Lord desires. Their problem, as bad as everything was around them, just listen to all this anxiety and violence, and you're separated from your people, you're outside, you're, all those things that would shake all of us. It's nothing compared to what was going on inside. The real problem is always the human heart. That's why we're moving into Advent, because Christ didn't come just to set up some political reign. He knew our sin need. <laughs> he knew that we were spiritually dead, and so he came to make us alive again, to bring forgiveness again. And so you're seeing throughout the prophets, they're talking over and over again about what he can do in our hearts. I read these verses, and I can't connect with this stuff, being in exile, but I, but I can talk about times where I have not felt at home. I can talk about times when I have been tempted to feed myself with things that are not of the Lord. I can talk about times when I've been at unrest and anxious and worrying and my heart got away from me. I can talk about times where I wanted to put justice in my own hands and take out my own vengeance instead of waiting on the Lord to do that. Um, I can talk about trying to find peace over allowing God to give me that peace. Anybody here this morning with hurts and struggles? Are you trusting the Lord to bind those up? Or are you looking for ways to do that yourself? Is it he will or you will? And so what Ezekiel is saying to the people of God, what God is saying to the people of God is, I am sending a shepherd, and he is going to seek you out. And all these things, from the external things that are very real, to what's going on inside. You keep watching these chapters, 35 and 36 especially, what he wants to do inside his people. And you just, we'll just count that right here. Just look at all the fulfillments here in the New Testament. What about when his servant David, Jesus Christ, comes? Verse uh, uh, Luke 19, 10, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save which that is lost. He comes to seek. When it talks about uh, how Christ comes to feed, whether it's the feeding of the 5,000, the feeding of the 4,000, whether it's talking about Passover, making breakfast to his disciples, he is always understanding of our needs. Um, and then he comes to bring peace. I didn't give you the verses there, but John 14, 27, it's a peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Many of us, that's, that's a word we need today. With all the the busyness of this last week. Some of it, as Ben prayed, was fun. Some of it was certainly wonderful in terms of eating and just, just life that we're walking back into on a Monday. How good it is that we serve a Lord who brings peace through Christ. And then Christ also came to, to heal the broken and the sick. And in Mark 4, 24, it's just listing after listing of all that Christ can and will do. The struggle of all this, as I shared with the children, the shepherds were not leading. If you go back to verse uh, 2 in this chapter, they weren't doing what they should do. If you go to verse 21, the sheep weren't doing what they should do. Nobody was listening. And you listen, you go back and read some of the things they were doing, especially to those who were weak. How is it the people of God could do that? To be that greedy, to be that pushy, to be that belligerent. But it's a reminder again, when the shepherd comes, he comes to do a heart change in us. And I love this reminder, too. In Isaiah 40, we're given a picture of a shepherd. Isaiah 40, 11. When the shepherd comes, he, he comes to pick up the sheep and to hold them close. The actual verse says this. 
He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those. How is it that maybe you need to hear that verse before we talk about his rule over your life, that Scripture says the son of David, the one who is our shepherd, who laid down his life for us, that's his desire, not just to lord over his sheep, but to hold his sheep close. Is there a place in your life where you're not allowing God to heal a hurt? Is there, is there, a, is there an intimacy that, that you are keeping God from in your life, maybe because of past shame, because you don't believe what his word says, whatever that might be, Isaiah and Ezekiel will fight you at every point on that. When the shepherd comes, when the king comes, it's him taking up the flock like a shepherd and gathering them into his arms. But it also then, after he's done that, there's, there's a great check for the, she, she, the sheep of the shepherd. How is it with those things that he's mentioned, the things he comes to do? In terms of feeding yourself, where are you trying to do I will instead of letting him do that? How is it you're feeding yourself instead of allowing him to do that? Where is it that you need rest in your life where they lie down together? How is it you need rest in your life and peace in your life and you're trying to manipulate and make that happen at work? or in your marriage, or in a friendship, or with your kids, and you just haven't given that to the Lord, and you haven't given that to his kingdom, and to his kingdom ways. Ezekiel will remind us again that those things, that peace only comes through God saying, I will do that, and allowing him, yielding our lives so he can do that, but also with your hurts, and your brokenness. God wills to come in the middle of those things, we can miss that. How is it you're not allowing God to come and to, as his word says, uh, to allow him to, to take on your burdens? Christ is king. Ezekiel reminds us that there's a king who is coming. And when he comes, he comes to take us up. We've got to allow that. He comes to, 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 to heal our wounds, but then he also comes to shepherd. How is it you and I need to hear that? Where are those places in our lives where we need to yield to him? I had done a wedding with a, a good friend in ministry for several years, and he had told me the true story of one of his United Methodist pastor friends. They had been married 50 years, and so the son, his son decided, we, I want to do something special for you and mom. And so just on this particular night of the week, your 50th wedding anniversary, you just be free, and you let me take y'all out. And so the pastor said, well, sure, that would be fine. So he and his wife got ready. They jumped in the car, and they got in the car, and they headed down the interstate, and uh, there was Clinton, Mississippi, and he said, okay, he's going to take me to a nice place in Clinton, and they passed Clinton. And he said, son, where, where are you taking me? He says, don't worry, Dad, this is all about you. It's all about you. Just let me bless y'all, okay? It's all about you. Yeah, but where are we going? Just let me bless you. Well, then you know where they were going, I-20 West. They end up at the casino. And this United Methodist pastor with the Book of Discipline that says some things about that says, whoa, 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 son, where are we going? I just want to take you to this nice buffet that they have here. Son, I don't know. Dad, this is all about you. All right, this night is all about you. Let me bless you with this. It's going to be a great buffet. Please let me bless you with this. 
okay. So I'm sure he kind of walked in like this, you know, and uh, they go and they eat. Well, then the son says, Dad, I want us just to go in the room for just a minute, and we're going to play just a little bit. Let me give you whatever tokens or whatever they do to play. He says, son, I am not going in that room. Dad, this night's about you. Let's just have some fun together. True story now. Let's just have some fun together. And he gave him just a few, few coins. So he goes in to play. Nothing. Nothing. Hit $650,000. $650,000. The son, the dad, the wife, they're all ecstatic, right? $650,000. And the son turns to his dad and says, Can you believe we did this? Can you believe we did this? He said, What are you talking this we stuff for? You said this was all about me. All I've heard tonight is you, you, you. Well, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be me, me, me. <laughs> True story. We bump into this Sunday at the end of the Christian calendar. We bump into what God is saying to people are in a, in a difficult time that we can't even get. And he says, I need to be king of that. And I love you so much, I'm going to send a shepherd to seek you. So if you have not allowed the shepherd to seek you and to heal you and to hold you in his arms, you need to do that this morning. He will do that. That's the promise and provision of Scripture. That's his heart. But also, he says to the shepherds and the sheep, he says to all of us, when he comes, how you feed yourself has to be different. It needs to be him, not this world. You don't feed yourself by burying yourself in work or looking at stuff you shouldn't look at or doing stuff you shouldn't do or buying, just going crazy with your spending to try to fill that hole. You let me feed you. You let me give you rest. You let me give you that peace. How is it this morning we need to yield our lives again and say, yes, if I've been keeping you at arm's length, I'm not going to do that anymore. You are a good shepherd but also to say at the end of the Christian nearness, we're walking into Christmas with the great news that God loves us so much he gave his only begotten son. Every part, every relationship, every word will yield to his kingship. Let's pray about that. Father, I'm so thankful to hear again your faithfulness to your people when even they were struggling, when even they weren't listening. You had a plan for your son Jesus Christ to save and to bless and to lead. Father, we pray you bless us now our response to this, your word, that if we're tentative to step out in faith and allow you to receive us as a shepherd would take a sheep into his arms, Father, help us by faith to do that because we know you will, not us, you will uh, receive us. But Father, we also pray for ourselves that your Holy Spirit would help us to look throughout our lives and to see where is it we have not yielded ourselves, where we've tried to take control, where we've tried to self-feed instead of trusting you. May we yield that this morning to the one who is the good shepherd, the true king of all kings. And it's in his name we pray this prayer. Amen.